I'm Julie Lamb, a therapist turned life and business coach. In all my years as a therapist and coach, I have seen that true healing and growth comes from understanding your greatest asset, your brain. To manage your life and business, you first have to manage your mind. I'm here to help you figure out what the hell is my brain doing? Hi friends, and welcome back to what the hell is my brain doing? The day that this podcast comes out, it is election day here in the United States. And this is a day that brings up a lot of emotion for people. And, you know, there's a lot of people that go out and they kind of are considering all the options. Voting is a wonderful right that we have. And that's really all I want to say on it. But one of the things that's really interesting that's come up with people I talk to and family members, whatever may happen, is that whenever this time comes around where there's this idea of voting, of choosing and kind of trying to figure all that out, there comes a point when people start to have what we're going to call little dissidents. Like they might believe something, think something, but they're just not sure how to act on it. And there actually is a term for that. And I want to talk about what that looks like in our brain today. And that term is called cognitive dissonance. And cognitive dissonance, the real simple way to look at it is that you have a belief, a thought that contradicts an action. And so a lot of times we do a lot of mental gymnastics is what we're going to use that phrase to make this work. And this comes in the form of there's one example I'll show. And then I really want to apply this more to like our everyday life and even our businesses and what that might look like. So one of the best examples is I know I should eat healthy, but I don't exercise. I don't eat right. Like I know I should. That's a dissonance. Like when you have this belief that I should be healthy, but then the actions are I don't. So I want you to use that as kind of a broad example, but I actually want to use this more as it applies to procrastination. And procrastination to me is something that I struggle with. It's something that honestly, everybody really struggles with it. Those that tell you they don't, then, you know, kudos to them. That's great. But for a lot of us, we have this idea that these are the things that I should be doing. And then there's just, I'm just not doing them. And sometimes the not doing them looks like procrastinating by watching shows or by playing games or reading or just checking out in general. But a lot of times we have this list and I'm going to call this our mental to-do list or things that we feel like we should do. We want to move forward. And the reason we want to do it is because we feel like we have these great big plans, reasons, whatever it may be. But then there's just come this part of us that doesn't want to. And then it feels like we're fighting it. We're trying to make ourselves. We're trying to force the issue. And even as I do this, like it feels very like heavy. And when we talk about cognitive dissonance, it's when that occurs, when this idea of this is what I maybe should do, but this is what I don't want to do. I want to just give a real quick caveat because as I talk about this, some people will be like, well, Julie, that might sound like hypocrisy. Oh no, hypocrisy is actually when who you are or who you're supposed to be contradicts what you actually do. So if you were to, for instance, saying, you know, because it's elections, we're going to go with this example, like politicians should be honest, right? But they're not. So politicians are hypocrites for that reason. This is a very broad generalization. I just want to put out there, not all politicians are dishonest disclaimer, whatever that may look like. <laughs> Going back to this idea of what does it look like for cognitive dissonance within ourselves? So I want to really look at this idea with decision-making, this idea of moving forward and how that impacts all of that. So we want to start with the basic idea that this starts with a belief or a thought that I have. It's something that I think I should. It's a value. And I, I want to add that. It's just this value that I have. I view this as important. I view this as something that's necessary in my life. 
I view this as a big part of me. And then what happens is that something with it doesn't sit right. And a lot of times the reason we know it doesn't sit right is because we get more information or we add more things to, like to that to-do list or something just gets added to it that makes it suddenly make more sense to us. So there's five things that you're going to look at when this cognitive dissonance occurs. So there's going to be some discomfort before making a decision. And a lot of times I experienced this just recently. I was trying to make a really big decision in my business and I felt very drawn to something, but at the same time, I felt like it wasn't quite right. And I had to sit with it and look at the fact that it didn't sit well with me. There was this belief that I had that was going against the actions. So while I did sign up for this thing, the whole time, my whole body just felt like this was wrong. This wasn't correct. This wasn't what I needed to do. My beliefs weren't in alignment. So I took the proper steps to like help that. And I'm going to tell you some steps later, but that's one of the things that we'll look at is when we're, we have this discomfort when we're making a decision. This also goes a lot of times we have guilt over past decisions. Um, an example may be that you did something once before, and then you feel like, oh my gosh, I, that was really a terrible thing. I can't believe I did that. And a lot of times that comes because we, again, we get more information. So one thing to think about with that is that we are always evolving. We're always changing, but sometimes we just, we look at that past, that past decision, and we just hold it against ourselves. And that's again, where that cognitive dissonance comes in. Another one is when we have shame or embarrassment regarding the decision that we've made. And so then I hide it from others. I don't tell people I've done it. And a lot of times I might do something like this, like I might shop, I might buy something, and then I don't tell my husband if he's listening. <laughs> but that causes that, that conflict right there where you feel like I've done something and I have to hide it. Another one is when I have to justify it or rationalize the behavior. So a perfect example of this one really is going back to the idea that, you know, I want to be healthy. And then it's like, but, you know, I'll start on Monday or, you know, it's just this one time and I can, I can control it and I can be better. So we tend to justify or rationalize why it's okay that we do the things we do. And the big one that really comes in is this this idea of social pressure. We want to belong. Remember, our brains are social brains. They want to be a part of something. So a lot of times if we feel like we're missing out, then that really plays into this. So I told you a decision I made in my business, and I actually want to share a little bit about what this cognitive dissonance looked like for me and my business. So I'd been part of this group of amazing women and networking with them, and I was going to join them again, but it just didn't feel right. It Something wasn't right. And I recognize now there was a lot of things that happened that this wasn't really the best thing for my business or for me at this point in my life. But my friends all got together recently and they had this really great experience and I felt like I was missing out. I truly wanted to be there. And so then I felt like I'd made the wrong decision and I felt a lot of like confliction going on. I felt like my thoughts were saying, what, what were you thinking? You knew that you wanted to be a part of this, but my actions really were, yeah, no, it still didn't feel right. And that's why I didn't sign up. That's why I didn't like book on the plane. That's why I didn't go. I have no idea why in that moment that may have been wrong, but I do know right now after the fact, I just feel so much calmer about it. But seeing everybody there having a good time definitely led me to feel like I was missing out. So those are some of the things that can kind of lead to some of that cognitive dissonance. And with that, I want to kind of give you some real things that you can do right now to move past it. But before I do, I want you to understand this is all completely normal. Everybody does this. All of us have these beliefs, these ideas, and they all can contradict some of these actions. Like I said, it could be so simple as this is what I want to do, but this is, I'm not doing the things necessary to get there. One of the things that's interesting is the more attached we are to the belief, so the more attached I am to this thought, this belief, this process, then the more dissonance we will feel. 
So an example of this is if I feel that the only way that I can move forward in my business, for instance, is to do all of these certain things. And then I just, I don't take the steps necessary and I don't do it. What happens is that that creates this conflict, this dissonance, and my brain will eventually shut down. My brain's going to say, okay, wait, wait, there's just too much. And it's a freeze response. We start to freeze when we go, there's just too much. I don't know what to do with it. And that's what the cognitive dissonance tends to look like. It looks like this anxiety. It looks like this shame, this embarrassment. And all of that just kind of basically overwhelms your system and it shuts down. So I want you to recognize that one, this is totally normal, right? This is going to happen to everybody, but this is why as well. Like when we have these freeze response, oftentimes we can say, which one is it? Is this belief stronger or is the action stronger? With this in mind, I talked about the signs. I want to go over three causes of cognitive dissonance. And this one I thought was really interesting. And I want to use this with an example of a movie called The Truman Show. When I saw The Truman Show, I have to admit that it's one of those that makes you think and makes you really just wonder about everything because they've created this false narrative for this man named Truman. And essentially, Truman was told that this is what life was supposed to look like. And so he was led to believe he had this, I'm going to call it forced compliance. He was forced to believe these were my parents. These are my friends. This is what this looks like. And the minute that he started noticing things that weren't right with it, the time that the actions didn't match up. That's when he started to question everything. And as Truman started to question everything, it was basically new information. So he's, this is a perfect example of all these causes. We're forced into believing something. And then we have this new information that comes to us. And then we start to make decisions. And a lot of times the decisions are between similar choices. To be honest, Truman could have stayed right there in the show and just lived the way it was. But when he had all this new information, when he recognized that this wasn't quite what he wanted, then he found basically the way out. He found the hidden door. And a lot of times with us, it's the same idea. We're kind of geared towards certain ways. We're kind of, this is how you're supposed to be. These are the steps we're supposed to take in life. And as we take it, and then we get more information, and then we recognize that actually, no, this information is contradicting all those things that I believed. And then that changes how I'm going to make decisions. So I want you to notice that whole process. So again, this whole process that comes in essentially impacts all the decision-making, all this ability, everything around us. And so it all starts with this idea of these beliefs. It starts with this, what do I really believe? What do I feel? What do I think? How does that all come into, into play? So realistically, what I want you to do is if you're, if you're feeling this way, if you're feeling this like, I know I need to do this, but I don't know. I just don't want to, or I'm just not doing it, but you know, I don't really want to. Like, if you're noticing these polls, there's a couple things I want you to ask yourself. One is, what are these beliefs that I have that are fighting against each other? So going back with this procrastination, if I have this belief that I should be doing all these things, but I also have a belief that maybe they're not right for me. Those are two beliefs that we get to look at, examine, and really start to question. My favorite question to always ask is why? Like truly put on your toddler hat and ask yourself, why? Why do I feel this way? Why do I have to do this? Why, why, why? When the more you ask and you dive deeper into that, what this does is it lets your brain truly figure out what does it want? How is it going to act? And that helps with that cognitive dissonance. Another thing is like, what actions do I need to take or can I take to eliminate the dissonance? So for instance, if I have, going back to this idea of Truman Show, where Truman had this belief that, you know what, these people aren't really real. So what he did is the actions he took were basically to find what was real. So he got in a boat and he sailed across this big pond to figure out 
what is real. His actions basically were saying, I don't believe this is real, so I want to find that. And I really invite you to do the same thing. Sometimes we just take a step forward and we just move. I didn't sign up with this group that I wanted, that I had wanted to, didn't feel right. I took the step forward that says, I'm going to try something different, new, and move forward. And actually, that turned out to be a really good thing, but my belief still had to kind of catch up with it. So I want you to hear that as well. Sometimes we'll move forward and our beliefs have to catch up with us. The other thing is sometimes we have to look and say, does this behavior need to change? Going back to the idea of this healthy, like I want to be healthy. I don't eat right. I don't exercise. Does that behavior need to change? And if the answer is yes, it does. Then we ask the questions again. Why does it need to change? What stops me from changing it? What are all the distractions along the way? And then what belief do I need to change to perhaps make those easier? So this idea of being healthy might feel very, very big, but like it might feel really overwhelming. So what if instead the belief changed to, I want to eat good food. So then the thought, the action became, well, I eat good food. It's not a matter of how much or restricting or is it this or that or whatever. It just is changing that belief a little bit to match the actions. And then sometimes the most important thing to resolve the dissonance is just acknowledge that it is how I'm doing things and what I'm feeling and thinking, they contradict each other. And I just want to acknowledge that I can do a couple of things with that. I can then change the belief. I can add a new belief or I can reduce the importance of the belief that kind of sums all of that up together. So the biggest thing I want you to take away from all of this, cognitive dissonance is very normal. It's a state of where our belief and our actions contradict each other. They come because these beliefs have been something that we have been forced to comply with. That's something that we have new information, or sometimes it's just the decisions between similar ideas. And to help with that, we want to address the belief part. We want to address, see, I can change my belief. I can add new beliefs to it. I can reduce the importance of the belief. When I do that, that will then impact that action. I hope this was helpful. We will probably be talking about different ways that this comes up. And I wanted to just give that overview of cognitive dissonance so that as you learn, as you apply new things, this is new information. And a lot of times it might contradict something that you've heard before. It might contradict something that you're doing. And as you notice that mental gymnastics, like, which one do I make work? How does this work? All I invite you to do is get really curious about your belief. Start asking yourself, where did this belief come from? Is this belief something I want to continue? Is it something I want to enforce? And if I do, then what are the action steps I can do to help with that? I hope this was helpful. And I hope that you can take something from this so that you can start applying this as you look for your cognitive dissonance. And as you head into this changing season, this idea of elections, this idea of everything, be willing to be able to acknowledge that maybe my beliefs have changed over the course of years. And that's okay. And it's okay if they've changed and then my actions that I take might be different and that's okay. If you need anything, give yourself permission to know that it's okay to believe differently, to think differently, to act differently. That's the greatest thing that you can do for yourself. Until next time, this is Julie Lamb with What the Hell is My Brain Doing? If you love today's show, I would love for you to take a minute and give a five-star rating and a review. Subscribe and share with those that you know would love to learn more about managing their brains. If you're ready to join me, I want to invite you to coach with me where we uncover more about your brain so that you can have the life and business you dream about. Manage your brain is more than just a thought. It is a possibility. Go to www.julielamcoaching.com to learn more.
this is how we do it. Have a great day.